Support The He Podcast via a one-time donation, a monthly subscription from as low as $1, a lifetime membership, and purchase He's exclusive collection of merchandise and for all other business inquiries at buymeacoffee.com slash Who is he? He is me. Hi, I'm Rafi Redswan. This is he. Here is my chance to share some amazing stories with some amazing people that are inspiring to me. He celebrates everyday people of everyday life. He revolves around conversations that inspire others to change the world and make a difference in life with a little bit of laughter and a whole lot of drama. Join me for personal stories and experiences on health and healing, successes and failures, recovery and discovery, anything relatable, and anything in between. He elevates us to rise again and live our very best life. Just so you know, you are not alone. He is with you. <laughs> okay, we're good. Okay, okay, okay yeah. All right, okay. I think we're good. All right, yes. we're gonna pretend like hi, G. How are you? <laughs> all over okay, again. Okay. All right, all right. Okay, three. All right, <clears throat> all right. ready, people in the studio. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. three, two, one. J.E. Howe nurtures the best in parents and children with learning differences. In this episode, he discusses with a speech pathologist, clinical director, and founder of Learn, Speak, and Grow, and dives into how parents can help build confidence and find joy in children with learning differences. She highlights the importance of intervention that empowers and encourages them to form connections and resiliency to cultivate spaces for discovery, creativity, curiosity, and exploration. The key elements for parents are to acquire knowledge on skills and strategies for learning, teaching, and listening, for children to feel seen and heard, and be dynamically involved in the children's development. This is her story. Hi, Ji. Hi, Rafi. How are How you? How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Good, good. Me too. I'm very good. I'm very yeah. good. I'm so happy to have you um, with, you know, with me on the show and yeah. to talk about speech therapy. Yes, yes. Yeah? That's what I do. And you are a speech therapist yes. um, of Learn, Speak and Grow. Mm-hmm. And then today we will talk about how parents can help build confidence and finding joy in children with learning differences. I really like this conversation because, and I, I think I put the word learning differences here instead of learning disabilities. Yeah. I think they're just different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the right way to say it, or should I say politically correct, to say is <laughs> learning differences. Is this term you use in your practice? Learning differences or? What do you I, call them? I call I call both. I can call it learning differences, which I tend to do. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think when you call it le- a learning disability, it sort of has that connotation of, you know, like maybe they will not improve from it. But, you know, there are things that we can do to help our children 
know, get better at learning. Before we go through, I think we need to understand um, uh, what does a speech therapist mm. do? For me, as a speech therapist, I work with um, children, but there are other speech therapists who work in other settings as well, like mm-hmm. in the hospital and they work with adults, um, you know, with um, after a stroke or after a brain injury, they might have uh, uh, an acquired language disorder. So that means that they might not uh, remember uh, what to name things or how to communicate, or they might have some difficulties communicating um, using um, those motor movements that are finer. So that's um, a lot more um, in the adult area. But for myself, I am focusing on uh, working with um, children. Um, And at the moment, I work with children with lots of um, different abilities. Um, Of course, uh, there are typically developing children who um, have a language delay, you know, but then there are other children as well with um, other diagnoses like autism, um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, Um, Mm -hmm. and then there's GDD, which is global developmental delay. And then there's also other specific learning disorders like dyslexia. Um, and then they also, some of them might have an intellectual disability. So people come here with different abilities and different needs. And mm-hmm. we provide services to all of them. And mm-hmm. for speech therapy, you know, um, in this um, population, um, we work with lots of um, specific um, areas as well. For example, um, clarity of speech. For example, a child might come in and they might not pronounce words correctly and that affects the meaning of the words as well. And when they go out and communicate with others, they might find it hard to be understood or uh, they might find it really frustrating that they can't um, um, say what they want to say. And then there's also another area called pre-linguistic skills. So the word pre-linguistic skills come from like, you know, pre, which is before, and then linguistic comes from language. So before language even develops, there are a set of skills that our our kids need to be able to um, um, perform um, so Mm -hmm. that they are um, able to learn language more successfully. So for example, to be able to respond to their name um, when Mm -hmm. someone tries to get their attention, are they able to turn around and look at the person? Um, are they able to imitate? Um, so copying, whether it's actions, uh, gestures, and, and sounds. So if you think about how we learn, we as a child, uh, when we um, were learning how to do new things, we learn by copying. And that's, that's how it's like for a lot of children as well. And actually, that's how it's like for all of us. And then there's also... Um, under uh, under pre-linguistic skills, there's also you know being able to share uh, attention with another person. So if I were to point to like a an airplane in the sky, can the child mm-hmm. also look together at the same thing? Mm. Um, will they also point and show me something else? So it's being able to show to to share attention with with your um, child, and you know mm-hmm. that that's actually so important and. These are the things that are often neglected or mm-hmm. or not um, put um, emphasis on when parents mm-hmm. come in and they tell me that their kids are not talking yet. Yeah, I look at these things first. Right. Yeah. Are you able to diagnose these children or adults? 
Yes, so for yeah. these kids coming in, I diagnose within my area, so um, I can't diagnose uh, uh, a child who has uh, dyslexia, for example. Mm -hmm. Dyslexia mm -hmm. is difficulties with um, spelling mm -hmm. and reading. But for me, actually, that is within my practice to, to give them intervention for, for right. that. Yeah. So right, diagnosis right. Um, for dyslexia is done by a clinical psychologist. Yes. Um, but for myself, I give diagnosis for speech difficulties, mm -hmm. um, maybe it's social skills difficulties and difficulties in pre-linguistic mm -hmm. skills, like I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And then there's like language delays, and that's why some kids are not speaking when they're already, you know, five years old. They're not saying as many words. So that that is also another area that we do. Do you work with doctors? Um, if you are unable to diagnose something, and then say if a doctor would, you know, diagnose this person first, and then do you work with doctors? But the doctors can refer them to you instead to go mm -hmm. through these therapies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, work with um i would say pediatricians um yeah mm -hmm. um because of the population that i work with um i do get referrals from pediatricians or developmental pediatricians so developmental mm -hmm. pediatricians actually look at um the young children's development and they they will um flag it to parents if they see anything that is of concern and they would recommend for them to get therapy whether it's in occupational therapy or speech therapy or others and what has led you to be on this journey after high school i was still wondering you know what i wanted to do um, with my career and all that um, mm -hmm. i started with like an elimination process of what i didn't like to do or i wasn't good at doing at school you know um, the subjects that I was um, interested in, you know, was more towards like biology and language. So um, at that point, I still wasn't sure, but I thankfully uh, have an auntie who is a pediatrician also. And she mm. spoke to me and she said, you know, I think you might like this because you have indicated that you like to work with people and you, you want to work in healthcare as well. So I went to shadow a speech therapist at her hospital. And then I saw the work that she did and meaningful to me. Mm. Um, and, and I could really see uh, myself wanting to work towards uh, becoming a speech therapist. So, yes. yeah, I just enrolled and I uh, went for it. Um, yeah. When I um, graduated, I worked um, in Australia because I completed my studies there. Yeah. And then um, it was only in 2021 that I returned to Malaysia and I... Um, work here for a bit to understand um, what the, the scene is like here for healthcare mm -hmm. and for speech therapy mm -hmm. and uh, with my parents encouragement and um, financial support <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah yes um, then I was able to um, yes. start a center of my own and and do um, I guess for me you know I I the, Maybe the, the, the key reason for me wanting to start this is also because um, I, I have a lot of beliefs uh, um, that I feel I wasn't able to, you know, properly execute or um, I didn't feel like I had the freedom to um, do certain things uh, or, or um, set things up the way I wanted. And, and now at my center, I can say that I am able to um, you know, advocate fully and mm. um, dedicate um, my resources and 
my time to um, yeah, uh, fully supporting the things that I believe in. Yeah, within my practice. I'm a parent myself. Yeah. Um, I suffer from ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like diagnosed for so long. So mm-hmm. I think when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed with adult ADHD. I went to uh, get treatment for it. And then I went for therapy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm off the medication. I, I'm doing so well now. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe in it. I believe in it. So yeah. when my son was born... Mm-hmm. Um, because we're so exposed to this sort of information now. Yeah. And you tend to like see if there's anything that we need to focus on. Because I think in the past, perhaps 30 years ago, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. especially here in Malaysia, mm-hmm. um, we tend to take things for granted and be like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes it is something that we, you know, we, something that they, uh, progress along the time but mm-hmm. some children may experience issues that they need to be diagnosed and get treatment perhaps yeah and um, I think it's important for parents to you know um, be responsible in that sense to see these things in their children yeah, yeah. and then be there for them if you can so yeah. that would be I think you know uh because children wouldn't know what they have, mm-hmm. right? Until we, we spot them, right? Mm-hmm. So how can parents help build you know, confidence in children, especially children with learning differences? Mm-hmm. I think I really um, understand where you're coming from when you ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a lot of um, parents, they might not um, fully um, know or are aware of um, um, when when their children are struggling uh, or they don't know what is normal, especially for first-time parents. And I think um, that's why uh, it's so important to build awareness um, in the society in general. Um, but I think also for parents to have lots of conversation with uh, uh, fellow parents or, um, you know, those who have like older children so that they can, you know, speak to them and, you know, find out what, what is, um, you know, if, if my kids are struggling to, you know, sit and participate in school or um, um, join in class or join in group activities, you know, they are mm-hmm. struggling to follow lessons at school or, you know, struggling to um, read or write, then, you know, as parents, we really should be more um, aware of these things. Mm-hmm. We, we need to pay more attention and we need to spend more time with our children. And, you know, when we see these things, we, we have mm-hmm. questions. And mm-hmm. I think the best thing to do is really to go and talk to a professional. You know, it can be just mm-hmm. a consultation to speak to them and find out if, if this is normal, if there's anything that um, um, I should be addressing or it could just be a session to rule out that my child indeed does not have any difficulties and this is just a normal part of the growing process because we know as children, right, we can't expect a very young child to be able to pay attention for long. But mm-hmm. to a certain extent as well, we need them to um, pay attention and, and pick up on the things that we're giving them, um, you know, we're exposing them to, for example, if we're teaching something at home, you know, we want them to be able to sit long enough to be able to hear and pick up on those words or those new knowledge that we're sharing. So yeah. as, as parents, right, we really need to, um, I guess, uh, be, be aware uh, 
of, of um, any difficulties that our child uh, might be facing and, and, you know, see a professional. So yeah. for example, uh, I think a lot of kids will be thinking, oh, I have to bring my child to a doctor, but they mm-hmm. don't know what doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can be a pediatrician, yes, a developmental pediatrician, even better, but the queues are long in Malaysia at the moment. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they can also bring their kids to see a clinical psychologist um, yeah. who, who will be able to also similarly give a, uh, a diagnosis if it's a child who has mm. uh, a, a suspected uh, ADHD or suspected autism, mm-hmm. suspected delays in his learning, uh, then that's where um, the clinical psychologist will come in and give um, um, their, their opinion and, and do an assessment. Uh, mm-hmm. But also moving on from that, the therapy, the intervention, so that mm-hmm. they can um, get started with learning or get started um, picking up on the skills that they have uh, missed or they are you know, a little bit behind. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where the speech therapists come in, the occupational therapists come in, and, and you know, they, they identify the specific areas and they uh, specifically set goals to address them. And yeah. all of this should be done in partnership with parents. Yes. Yeah. And I think intervention is very important here because if I didn't, when I was younger, I know that I was late. I was very mm. late. Mm. And I look at my brother, he excelled, mm. you know, all the way until, you know, I saw myself like, why? You know, why I didn't know, like, I had issues with organizing. I had issues with understanding what's, you know, on the, on the board. Yes. But it's being taught and everything. Yeah. I know I was late. But then, then my father saw that mm-hmm. and got me a special teacher mm-hmm. to focus on me. And then I excel. Yeah. I succeeded. I succeeded from, um, say, I fail in maths. And, yeah. I, and ever since I got special class, I got A <laughs> until, <laughs> until I graduated. So yeah. basically... I think intervention is a key word here. If you if you ignore it and be like it's just a phase, yeah. it's just a phase. I think no one can can really project themselves yeah. to become better I and becoming better and better. You're right because you know not every child is the same. There yeah. are certain children who can develop even without much guidance. But yeah. not everyone is the same, like you mentioned, right? If a mm. child actually has ADHD, then, mm. you know, focus will be a huge problem for them. And they might special accommodations, you know, whether it's mm. a regular breaks in between or special um, extra, um, extra learning supports. Like, for example, some people can do well just, you know, hearing from the instructions verbally, but some mm-hmm. might need some extra support, like some visuals, some pictures, and some instructions will help them to process things better. So mm-hmm. that's when, um, you know, as professionals, we give the proper recommendations, we create the supports, we uh, talk to school teachers, if the school allow. <laughs> yeah. At the yes. moment, yeah. you know, there is this, you know, struggle sometimes for us, it's because the schools don't really uh, welcome that kind of support from us. Yeah. So, you know, kids are struggling to, um, to I guess, thrive in school. Um, but also, I think for us as professionals, when we do our assessments, we actually can see the specific needs and how we can compare them to, you know, children um, their age or children uh, 
their peers and then we can you know start to put them on the right path set the specific mm-hmm. goals and and when we give all the right supports to children mm-hmm. they start to learn and they start to achieve success so mm-hmm. they feel like yes i'm finally on the right path i am moving on this path mm-hmm. and you know when they succeed they feel like it's internally rewarding Mm-hmm. And they really will start to take pride in their work. Yeah, it's just like yeah, my <laughs> yes, kids yes. in my session, they want their pictures yes. taken. They want to show their daddies and their mummies, okay, yeah. that yeah. they have accomplished something. Yeah, and and this is when the confidence start to build. It's not from you know just forcing and telling them to excel, but it's more so how do we support so that mm-hmm. they they know that they can now achieve and they are on the way to achieving greater things and you know for us mm-hmm. as parents our role is also to acknowledge their efforts for a normal yeah. child right a normal child might be able to achieve this thing very easily but please understand that your special needs child it's actually a lot of effort it's very exhausting okay for them to continuously put in this amount of hard work okay to get this yeah. success so yes. we need to praise we need to celebrate their success right and then for parents as well we need to collaborate and you know be more proactive in, in our therapy sessions so that mm-hmm. at home you know how to carry over the new things that your kids have learned and continue to support because our kids right sometimes with special needs they cannot retain the information just from one input they need the regular practice throughout the week and mm-hmm. they'll get better at the skills so parents actually need to be on board with that yeah, yeah. the next and final thing is actually for parents to know what their kids like and what their interests are because right our kids sometimes you know earlier when i mentioned internally rewarding things yeah. from your sense of achievement yeah. that is really strong and powerful but sometimes our kids will forget you know <laughs> forget yeah. that they can achieve those things that's why we have our pictures to show them again you know mm-hmm. when we take those videos of them succeeding show them again no remember you can do this but also in addition to that when we incorporate their interest into learning, for example, if I'm, I'm going to teach my child to mm-hmm. take turns or, or to ask for things politely instead of snatching, then maybe I might do a Lego activity at home. You know, you have Lego lying around at home and then you tell your child, hey, look, let's build a house. Okay, but we're going to take turns building and, you know, mommy's going to hold all, all the bricks here. You're going to yeah. have to practice asking me you know you know and then you know we can also add in other um, learning opportunities like we can teach them concepts of you know tall we're going to build a tall tower tall tower Mm -hmm. and then you know whether it's tall and short oh let's put this brick at the bottom let's put this brick on top we can always also teach them you know colors and numbers you know Mm. through play right through their yeah interests and activities that they like to do we are actually teaching them so actually it's you don't need to spend so much effort trying to get their attention because they already Mm -hmm. like this activity yeah even at this age i still like that reward Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so i can understand that why children because i have i'm still a kid (laughs) to me i'm still a kid so when i was listening to that i'm like 
Ah, I know what it feels to be rewarded. You know that that you're gonna do okay. You are doing good. You know this is this is what you have done. Look at it. You you should pat yourself in the back. Yes, yes, sort of exactly. Thing, you know? And actually, yeah? we all run on rewards because you know, yeah, yeah. Why do you think adults work? <laughs> exactly. I I like that. I like that. We all run <laughs> on rewards. That's what yeah. we are. We do yeah. run on rewards. I yes. think it's important to reward ourselves sometimes yes. and just know that how much you work. Yeah. Even for myself in the job that I do, I find it so rewarding, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel so tired as well. Hey, so what yeah, is yeah, my yeah. reward? My reward yeah. is that I get to earn. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like you. At this point in my life, yeah. I I don't get to earn with what I do. <laughs> so, but maybe it's internally rewarding still. <laughs> but that the internal reward is yeah. it's it's it will die soon. I I don't get to monetize it yet. Mm-hmm. But after a while, if it's not, you get you get exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Do you experience this with children? Yes. Like, do they get exhausted when they don't feel like they're being rewarded? Of course, of for course. the achievement that they, you know, they get. It's it's very clear because on their faces, you know, they they have tried so hard, but you know, if we are not acknowledging that they have tried, even though yes, after trying so many times, they still make mistakes. Mm. Is mm. it time for us to take a break first, hey, and then you know, yeah. is it time for us to go and have a little you know play and you know for adults, you know, it's maybe like a treat ourselves with a nice little um you know beverage. Or like a little snack, you know. That's the same for kids. How can we expect them to have that kind of um, stamina and you know endurance mm. to keep going, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah. So, so how can we anyone? How mm. can anyone? We the children or adults with special needs can benefit from this therapy. When I see new clients, it's first of all building a relationship with them. And understanding what they want to achieve from this, and I, I guess for if you're talking about working with adults, you know I don't see that as I'm gonna help you. It's mm-hmm. more so a partnership relationship. You know, this is what mm-hmm. you indicated that you want to achieve. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. You have a bigger goal in the future, and maybe that's you know to to get a job. Okay, but you know yeah. at the moment. From my assessment, we are here, and we have all this, um, you know, all these things that we need to achieve uh, in order to get to our final, you know, goal. So this is again something that you want, and I'm gonna help you get there. You have to want it equally, right? So it's it's gonna be a partnership model for for adults and and for for kids as well. If they're they're older and they're able to understand this, this is what mm-hmm. I will do as well. I want them to take ownership of their own learning and their progress. Yeah, but yeah. for adults, you know, uh, you know, it's a good question that you ask because you know there are adults out there who also mm-hmm. have diagnosis. You know, children with diagnosis grow up as mm-hmm. adults with diagnosis. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. they have their sets of struggles. When they mm. go out, they might find it hard to, you know, communicate with others. Uh, for example, um, if they, you know, adults with autism, they might mm-hmm. struggle to talk to other people. Maybe it's going to Subway and ordering a sandwich. That's actually mm-hmm. really stressful, even for myself. Mm. But what more mm-hmm. for them? You know, do yeah, they yeah, know yeah. what to say. Do they know? Yeah, that they, they, simple yeah. things. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it looks simple. It looks simple as if going to the counter and just, I want um, Italian bread. 
six inch and then I want lettuce toasted with cheese it's a lot it's actually a lot you need to know and then with all these servers sometimes they don't care they only do what you tell them to do yeah they they (laughs) don't really understand as well no they don't understand so they look at you like you don't know what to order what you know are you whatever so it is very stressful (laughs) (laughs) to go there yeah yeah yeah, for us even it's so overwhelming right can you imagine for a uh, uh, maybe a child or an adult with adult. autism, okay, yes, who, yeah. who is easily overwhelmed, okay, mm-hmm. having all this information, you know, just presented in front of them and they have to make a choice, okay, mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. it can be so overly stimulating. So, so mm-hmm. for a lot of adults, you know, going out to order or going out even to the shops to ask for, um, you know, maybe where, um, where, where can you find the thousand island sauce? Okay, uh-huh. uh, those are simple things that we, as um, maybe um, adults, were able to function better, take for mm-hmm. granted. You know, for them, it's also the courage. You know, of going up to some a stranger, yeah. and yeah. also thinking about what they should be saying to them. How can I frame my question? You know how you know how do I ask for directions? Do I understand the directions even? You know if it's an adult who later on uh, realize that actually they might have a language delay as well. You yeah. Know? So processing all this information is so difficult, and that's when you know sometimes um, even um, I would say adolescents or or young yeah. adults will come in, and their parents might share with us that their kids are yeah. struggling with these things. Or yeah. even making friends, you know, making friends can be so stressful, and going mm-hmm. to college when you know people are, you know, a bit more clicky and stuff, you know, it's hard to fit yeah. in. Children who might come in, uh, mm-hmm. to my center, they they present with all kinds of difficulties, right? They mm-hmm. have you know social skills difficulties, or some kids might not even be able to talk. You know, they are, uh, not speaking, uh, and you know, maybe they have a diagnosis of autism. And, you know, we have to understand uh, from their perspective and actually a lot of um, autistic individuals um, as adults have later voiced out that, you know, actually maybe communication uh, through verbal language is not their preferred method of communication. Mm -hmm. They would much rather maybe point to show you or use yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or use that's, the speech that's generating son. device. Yeah. My yeah. son does that. When he wants to eat for breakfast, <laughs> yes. instead of asking daddy, can I eat bread or yeah. cereal? He took his um, drawing board. Yeah. He write it down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, no, he show, he's showing me his skills that he knows how to write and he knows yeah. how to read and whatever. But I think... I, I told him why 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 don't you ask? Yeah. Because it takes a lot more effort to go downstairs. Yeah. To go downstairs and pick the board and write yeah. it up. <laughs> and then or he will take the loaf of bread upstairs yeah. and be like and, and throw it to me. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a way of saying I'm hungry, I wanna eat. Exactly. Can. So it's yeah, it's not oh. that they don't know how to say it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because they have said it before. And sometimes it's maybe they don't prefer to communicate that mm. way. And actually, mm. we, we actually have to learn, not just we, everybody have to learn mm. that mm. there are people out there who prefer to communicate differently mm. and we accept all forms of communication. Yes, wonderful. Yeah. Well yeah. said. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow, well said, well said. 
and and speaking of autism, just a quick yeah. one. Um, there are so many a spectrum of autism. I mm-hmm. I have met adult with autism that function normally like me. Yeah, they do, right? Yes. The, yes. So the, 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 do they require therapy too? How do they? How are they different from the severe? Well, I wouldn't say severe. Like, how would we know that? I mean, as an adult, for me, like I do have all these issues. Like when I read and as I go deeper into this mm-hmm. um, um, subject matter, for example, autism. Mm-hmm. There's so many spectrum. I can fall into this category. But am I really autism? Mm-hmm. For example. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not, but I'm just saying, but I can fall into it because whenever we read something on social media, it's like, hey, that's me. It's like literally everything is you. So how does the assessment work for you? Ah, so it's a very good question because um, for me, even though I see a lot of um, individuals, autistic individuals, mm-hmm. I don't do the diagnosis. You see, okay. the yeah. diagnosis is done by a developmental pediatrician. If you're, mm. if you, if it's a child, uh, or or for adults, maybe I think the tendency is to see a psychologist, a clinical psychologist, who might provide a diagnosis like that. Um, for autism or, or ADHD or any kind of learning um, difficulties like dyslexia. A lot of adults end up, you know, realizing in adulthood that they have dyslexia. So um, I, I would say that is, um, that is the job of a, uh, a, a pediatrician if it's for children, uh, mm-hmm. clinical psychologist also. Mm-hmm. Um, but for adults, maybe, um, yeah, it's it's a clinical psychologist who might give a diagnosis like that. You know why this conversation is so important to me? Yeah. People people like me and then most people that I know who experience all the things and, and let it be undiagnosed, Mm-mm. they tend to um, get depressed. Mm. They tend to do risky behaviors. Yeah. You know, yes. you know what I mean? They start to get involved with drugs, alcohol, yes. substances like cigarettes and yes. do stuff they're not supposed to because all of these things are being ignored when they're supposed to pay attention yes. to. Am I yes. right? You're right. You know what it is? It's about, you know, children who have these difficulties growing up, struggling throughout their their uh, their life, you know. Mm. And finally, in adulthood, you know, they... they they have enough awareness to start questioning mm-hmm. themselves. Why am I so different from the others? Yeah. What is wrong with me? You know, yes. why is it yes. that other people can achieve such a, an easy thing? But for me, it's so hard to, you know, stay on track and complete this thing. You know? Exactly. And and they start to have that. But for a lot of adults as well, they have expressed or shared that. Um, when they finally get this diagnosis, it's such a huge relief. It's like I mm-hmm. finally know why there is a yeah, yeah, to this and I yeah, know yeah. I'm not alone. There are so many uh-uh. adults out there who also struggle with this thing. Yeah. And again, it's not about labeling, kan? When you no. diagnose someone, when it's time to being diagnosed, when it's a proper diagnosis, it's not something that we do it for fun. Am I right? No, no. As a therapist, as a physician, as a psychiatrist, pedi- pediatrician, Mm-mm. they don't diagnose someone for fun so yeah. that they can sell their services. No, no, no. It's No, right? Yeah, it's a label that will stay with you. Yes, stay until, with you. Yeah. So, yeah. so this yeah. is not something that is given so easily. Yes. And, and, you know, of course, you know, there are different reactions to this, you know, yeah. as adults, yeah. Yeah. knowing this is like, oh, it can be really depressing. And, you know, I suddenly mm-hmm. realize that, you know, 
this is um you know you start to wonder mm-hmm. again you know wow yeah, what yeah. what have i been doing my whole life yeah uh, but but for some it's the beginning of you know getting um the proper and specific supports that they mm-hmm. need yeah. yeah 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 and and talking about this obviously there are barriers mm-hmm. yeah what are the barriers you realize most parents and perhaps all adult with uh, learning disabilities or differences are struggling with mm. i would say like what we mentioned earlier the awareness okay mm-hmm. the barrier is that we don't um i guess there isn't enough awareness for um even um adults and and parents to know about these diagnoses and, and what they look like mm-hmm. okay and that's why this podcast is so important i'm here because i actually in my heart i want to raise awareness um yeah, yeah. and um also acceptance like what we mentioned earlier right acceptance yeah. and knowing that i guess it's time for me to accept that this is me or this is my child now yeah. moving on to the next step is to seek support and seek help so that my child doesn't start to lose confidence doesn't start to you know fall behind and you know start to think that learning is you know such a difficult thing so impossible right mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. getting it really early on okay so that um when we give the support it's at the right time and you know our kids might not perform like you know excellent but they are on track and they're able to follow and you know follow in the syllabus and, mm-hmm. and you know keep going and mm-hmm. um i think another barrier that a lot of parents are facing is also let's face it financial support um yes. you know therapies are very expensive um mm-hmm. and and you know we we do regular weekly sessions most of the time mm-hmm. and you know that can come up to a few hundred dollars okay mm-hmm. so so that's that's a lot of money for mm-hmm. parents to fork out every month so you know there are out there um you yeah. know organizations out there that can you know maybe um help evaluate. support yeah yeah i think yeah? that yeah? there there will be out there wow. I, not not there will be i think there are out there but i think uh-huh. at the moment they are very um limited as well okay and they, yeah, they yeah. tend to yeah. allocate that to those who have higher needs yes okay uh, and, and that's why it's not so um readily accessible to yeah. to um maybe a normal uh parent yeah mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and then another barrier that i think uh parents um will come to me and share is that they don't have enough time um to spend mm. with their children whether it's you know a stay at home mom who needs to mm-hmm. take care of many of their mm-hmm. other um uh, children you know they have many children yeah. and, you know some yeah. very young some have additional needs as well So how do we divide the attention, right? So mm-hmm. I think time is so important, but I think yeah. still it's something that we cannot neglect. You know, we need to really make sure that we're spending time talking to our children, finding out what's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. when we talk with them, we realize that oh, I think my child might be struggling with this. You know, then mm-hmm. we can get the appropriate help for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think if you decide to neglect it. Your outcome for the future will be jeopardized. Yes. I think. I think yes. it will jeopardize at some point, one way or another. It will show up. Yes. Eventually, it, it eventually will show up, and then it would create chaos and yes. and you know. 
many it, other issues and problems in life later you, in life. Do you know what? When it finally shows up, it's at mm. actually the point where it's really quite severe already. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because our kids... Who it just, is. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. happened to me during my marriage. Because so of that, yeah. I mean, you know, we could have gotten a divorce or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, because it, it happened during that time, you know, the most difficult time of your life. Mm. It shows up. It shows up and it will make it more difficult. Yes. I know it's not too late, but mm-hmm. it would just make it more difficult. It takes more time to correct. really reshape yourself. Correct, correct. If you start young, okay, and there are things that we can address and help from a young age, yeah. can we do that so that the, the gap or or the, you know, for, for some people, it's the learning gap at school for some people, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And, yeah. and if you start early and you identify that, oh, these are the things we need to catch up, but okay, we are only a little bit behind. But what if parents don't start early? If they don't do early intervention, they wait until the child is already seven years old, getting ready for school. Everyone is mm-hmm. writing, you know, the sentences, Bina, Ayat, okay? But mm-hmm. your child doesn't know how to spell, doesn't even mm-hmm. know how to form a letter A or B. Oh no, mm-hmm. don't you think you're too late already? Not too late, yeah, but yeah. the gap is so big for them to catch up. Yeah, yeah. So it's late for them and then they will not be able to catch up as soon as Correct. they should. Correct. And then once their friends at their, you know, um, within their age are three, you know, three steps ahead. Yeah. Or maybe then, six or ten and they're just far behind. Exactly. And don't you think your child knows at that point, yeah. you know, by that point, your child already has that sense of self-awareness when they look around at their friends who can do their work. But mm. he is looking at his own work and he doesn't know what all this even means and how yeah. to even begin completing this work. Yes. That is when, wow, that is when the school starts to voice out to parents. Your child doesn't yes. do homework. Your child is yes. just playing in class, doesn't know yeah. how to sit still. Do you yeah. know why he doesn't know how to sit still or doesn't want to sit still? He doesn't know what's going on. Exactly. And it's not just a face anymore. Yeah. It's not just a face. If it's dragging for too long, I think if it's, if it's a one-time mistake or something that they learn over time, Mm-hmm. It's it, that could be a face, but sometimes that is repeatedly an offense mm-hmm. for many years, especially yeah. <laughs> because we tend to treat that as a face when it's not. Yeah. When yeah. teachers in school, even in public school, although our education, public education system, is 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 as good as it is, it may not mm-hmm. be as perfect. But mm-hmm. I think they will tell parents that yes. your children are having issues. I know yes. that for sure. So when they already tell you, it says something that if you yeah. ignore it, then I guess it would jeopardize yeah. their futures and your future as parents. Correct, correct. You know, this has a long-term consequence onto yes. you, parents, because yes. right, when your kids are older as a teenager, what mm-hmm. school is going to take them? Yeah. You know, that yeah. is what a lot of parents are struggling with. And then yeah. after that independence, you know, if a child still doesn't know how to do those very basic mm-hmm. things, how can they go outside and be independent? Yes, because mm-hmm. this is some this is something we can help to restart early. Re- yes, something mm-hmm. you can help to redo it. You know, yeah, yeah. Make yourself better. It's not something that you're born with. We want, no, no, no. Yeah. Like if you born if you born with disabilities, this is your limit. That's yeah. it's who you are. Something you have to accept. But something you can improve and make it better. Yeah. 
we try that our best. That is something you shouldn't ignore. Exactly. Yes. We yeah. try our yeah. best to close the gap, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is what we most people take things for granted. Yeah. Is we it's, think it's just a phase, and I think we should focus on. I mean, as a parent, I, I, I mean, I'm not that perfect of a parent, mm-hmm. but I, I will look into it because I know the impact that it does to me. Yeah. Now that also that is given, you know, provided that my dad has 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 given me all that, mm-hmm. but still, I still experience. Yeah. So what if I wasn't given attention at all? I think that the point that you brought up is very crucial to this conversation. Yeah. It's so crucial that we want to acknowledge these barriers, but at the same time, how can we harness joy in learning for especially parents and children? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think for that, um, it's to celebrate small successes. If your child okay. is achieving something, we really make sure that we let them know Whatever that they are doing is seen. Please, uh, you know, keep doing that because you're doing so well. And, mm-hmm. and you know, um, I think when it comes to joy and learning, you know, like what um, we said earlier, it's about incorporating some of their interests as well. And to even just to make our everyday mundane things fun. Mm-hmm. So, for example, it can be going to um, um, like, go grocery shopping right Mm -hmm. and then we can make it fun by saying okay i want you to like you can play a game of i spy and say oh i spy uh um uh uh, vegetables that are um, purple in color okay Mm -hmm. you know and then that's making it fun but it's also at the same time for parents who are always on like a time crunch it's doing what they regularly do already grocery shopping Mm-hmm. But just spice things up, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it can be also be like you know bath time, or like you know, um, you know, uh, dressing up time, or like you know, doing car rides on a road trip when like parents are driving. Maybe like daddy can say that, oh, you know, um, I spy something that is like red, or maybe it's a signboard, you know. So just spicing things up. Mm-hmm. So that, um, yeah, there's every opportunity to make things fun. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that Keeping it of, fun. Yes. Yeah? It Sorry? involves a bit of creativity also. <laughs> yes, yes. Not so easy. <laughs> so, it's not so it's not so strict or just restricted to something so boring, but yeah. it's, it's interesting at the same time. Yes. You learn and you, you also have fun throughout yeah. the experience yeah yes actually okay. a lot of the times it can be what you know cooking you yeah, know yeah, getting yeah. our kids in the kitchen to help prep for simple things you know maybe it's stirring the pot maybe yeah. it's like using a like a safe um, knife to like chop up some some mm-hmm. um, cucumber or it's like tearing up the mushrooms you know mm-hmm. just helping out at home and or mm. maybe doing some house chores, you yeah, know, like yeah. taking in the laundry and all that. Yeah, that's actually quite fun to involve our children as yeah, well. Yeah, true. Mm. And all these tools, I think they really help children grow. Correct, correct. All these tools that you just mentioned. Mm. And then now you have YouTube 
videos, the, the educational ones, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah. Put aside the ones that are <laughs> not as good, but the ones that are very educational, they learn quickly from because it's the tools that they provide in that show, for example, it's something that they, ah, they get it, right? Mm-hmm. Right on the dot. Yeah. They know what it means by just showing what the word means, but without giving, you know, the word yes. explanation. They know how to use it. Like my son recently used the word sick, S-I-C-K, eh? not uh-huh. sick as being sick or fever. Yeah. Sick, sick like, um, <laughs> wow, there's a lot of houses here. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Like, oh, must have learned it on YouTube because yes. <laughs> it's not a word I use. <laughs> yes, I would say that's cool or it's really interesting. Yes, but something more you know, formal. Yes, but that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. with that intonation, you know. We're already outdated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sick. I'm like, oh. and then he was in the car. He was in the car. I was driving a little bit, not so fast, but it was fast to him. Yeah. And a corner, and he was going around in the car with his seatbelt. And then uh, once I stopped the car and got to uh, the car park, and he's like, Daddy, uh, I'm dizzy. I have car sick. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm car sick or something. But yeah. wow, yeah. where did he learn all his car sick? Yeah. I'm sick, sick. <laughs> yes, exactly. So this shows all us that tools. our kids yeah. are always yeah. listening. Always yes. learning from yeah. their environment. So yeah. why don't we give them a very rich environment, but also we, we be mindful of the yeah. kind of environment that we're exposing to our children, right? So yeah. that they are learning the things that they should be learning. And yeah. whatever that is not very nice to learn, violence and all that, we better you know be careful because that's how they learn. They are very quick at absorbing, like a sponge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very well. Well said, uh, G. Now, um, I think you have shared some of your advice, you know, um, mm. throughout the conversation. But what is really your one advice to parents with children who experience difficulties in learning? Mm. I would say it's really to, yeah, mm, be with them every step of the way. Find mm. out really from the therapist what recommendations they can give okay so that parents know how to handle when their kids are struggling what kind of specific supports uh has worked for my for my child okay and and Mm -hmm. to share all these recommendations to the school as well it's not just at home not just in therapy center it's also out at school where the learning takes place the most right The, Mm -hmm. the the teachers have to you know, be on board. And if the teachers are not really on board, the parents, can you push and, you know, maybe inform or, you know, have a talk with the teacher to let them know, hey, look, specifically my child struggles with this. You know, if it, when it comes to this, maybe um, can you, um, you know, maybe give me more, um, maybe additional things that I can do at home. Or of course it's, it's quite, um, it's, how, how do I say this? Um, for, for a lot of teachers, they are also taking care of the whole class, right? Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes, you know, this specific attention to that child might be hard to give. But, you know, maybe as parents, we take initiative. We, we find out a bit more about what our children are learning. Maybe mm-hmm. we reinforce that learning at home um, so that, you know, 
uh, with repeated practice and yeah. uh, clearer, more explicit explanations to our children, they are able to get um, the learning, most out of the learning. Uh, that's from school. Yeah. Now, before we end the conversation, what are your hopes and dreams? For me, because like I'm in this profession, I just see so many things like from children growing up into uh, entering primary school, secondary school, and um, college or even into adulthood. I see that there are just so many places that are not yet ready to accept um, children with learning differences. Mm-hmm. Not just not ready, but they are not, uh, I guess, not equipped with the um, ability to to handle, or they don't have staff who know how to manage or deal with, or mm-hmm. even help accommodate uh, uh, people with special uh, needs. Okay, so yeah. for example, at school, okay, um, definitely, it's my hope that you know. Teachers, or even just in general, staff or educators at school, are more willing to be trained up, um, I guess, or to take initiative to learn more about how to support uh, our students with special needs. Given teachers uh, some uh, advice, specific advice on what they can do, resources for them to do um, practice outside of um, school time. Um, but for workplaces as well, you know, we're thinking these children will eventually grow up to become adults, um, who we hopefully, you know, um, who we hope can, you know, get a job of themselves and learn to support themselves, right? So that means that workplaces have to become more accepting and um, also be willing to, you know, uh, put up, uh, set up some accommodations um, to. Um, help these uh, special needs adults um, become independent and earn their way of living um, yeah. yeah so so it's not just employers you know it's also that the staff um, who are working there how can they be you know a supportive a partner uh, yeah. uh, for for a fellow colleague like that yeah well said well said yeah. Gigi, thank you so much for sharing your stories with me and I think Thank you're an you so inspiration. Much for <laughs> <me>. <laughs> you're an inspiration. You're an inspiration to me. I think you know. I think you're doing such a wonderful, you know, um, work. And and I hope you will cause in this towards this awareness to help people around us who flourish one day. Yeah, I wish you all the best. So <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really am hopeful that you know this will go out to many more. Um, yeah. and, you know, yeah. Um, that you know, I hope our... so too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I hope we both grow to a, yeah. a stage or a place where we want to be, and at the same time, keeping ourselves sane, yeah. at peace <laughs> and calm, and yes. with you know, with with all this abundance in life that life yes. has to offer. Yes. I think that's and important. Take care of ourselves as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Take care yes. of yourself, and. Um, Something we also neglect. We tend to work so hard on something. Sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves. Yes, yes. Yeah? I think as emotionally, parents, 
yeah. parents need to take care of themselves if they're caring for True. children with special yes. needs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Thank you so much, Ji. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to He. A new episode is available every Thursday, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at Ravi and at He Podcast for all the updates and behind the scenes. Once again, thank you for listening to He with Ravi Ridzwan.